coffee. Look it up. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am your father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat. Afternoon, Sports Chat. 103.3 uh, The Goat. It has been quite the show already. Special thanks to Lacey Prejean, uh, the former Raging Cajuns assistant softball coach. She's headed to uh, Northwestern State. She hopped on. Lisa Horn from Pigskin Grind talking Pac-12 football. Will there be a Pac-12 come, well, September 2nd? Ross Jackson locked on Saints, showing off, doing two shows in one day. Uh... Not a whole lot of competition down there. I mean, a lot of the positions are already set. The big news is Trey Turner, unfortunately, injured his quad and is out for the year. Uh, Luke Creasy, beat writer for Marshall, Thundering Herd, he talked about, uh, he writes for the Herald-Dispatch, and he talked about the Marshall Thundering Herd. At 5.30, we will talk with Brendan Tobin from uh, Tapped Out. I think it's Bet HQ. Let me see what it is. Hold on, hold on. Let's see what we got here. It is um, BetQL. All right, there you go. Uh, We'll talk UFC 291. We did want to preview that. But right now, let's continue. One more interview from the Sunbelt Media Days. They are the defending Sunbelt East champions, the JMU uh, Dukes, James Madison. Unfortunately, they can no longer go uh, once again to a... uh, the Sunbelt Championship game or a bowl game. So it's their regular season. Uh, this was one of the more interesting interviews. It's a little bit funny in the middle of it. So uh, here it is. He is the uh, the head coach of... He is the head coach of uh, JMU, Kurt Signetti. Dave Schultz back at Sunbelt Media Days on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat. 103.3, uh, the GOAT, all powered by Lafayette Roofing and Dwight Andrus Insurance, a division of Hub International. We're here with the coach of the defending Eastern Division Sunbelt champion, uh, JMU Dukes. He is Kurt uh, Signetti. Uh, that was quite the, quite the year you guys had last year. Yeah, by uh, a lot of people's accounts, it probably was. I think we could have 
110, uh, but that's how coaches think. Uh, we got a lot of people's attention. I don't think it surprised anybody in our program. Our guys are used to winning at a high level. Seven of the last eight conference championships, 48 and three at home last seven years. And we were good. And uh, you just didn't know what the gap was. I think what we learned was we had to prepare at a high level week in, week out, and play well week in, week out, um, which caught up to us. But, uh, you know, I guess it was a good start. It means nothing now. Here we go. We're number one rated, but we're used to that. That means nothing also. That'll be determined on the field. Uh, but it, uh, we're not going to sneak up on anyone. And the target on our back probably got a little bigger. Well, I mean, I think the, the t t times you stubbed your toe was because you were the backup quarterback. Todd, Todd Santeo was banged up a little bit, and that's basically a couple of losses were contributed to that. Well, that's a nice excuse. Well, in, in my book, I, I'm actually a reason. That's a reason. Otherwise, the other guy would have been the starting quarterback. This is true. <laughs> I got him to laugh. That's all I really care about. He's Kurt Signetti with uh, JMU. All right, so let's go there. Um, who's going to be the starting quarterback? I don't know. Uh, every year that we've been together at JMU, going into year five, offense has led the conference in scoring, and quarterback's been player of the year in the conference. Uh, last year at this time, I didn't know. Uh, and Todd stepped up, was the man. Got Jordan McLeod, has started 19 FBS games, started as a freshman at USF, was there two years, went to Arizona, started, got hurt. They brought a different transfer in. The next year he left, he's with us now. Uh, he's got two years of eligibility. Uh, Alonzo Barnett is a talented young guy that's gone through two spring balls in one fall, and uh, it's probably one of those two. Uh, you can't work four quarterbacks in fall camp. We tried to in the spring a little bit, so uh, we'll see. And when do you as a coach, forget about when I find out or the media or the fans find out, when do you as a coach like to have that answer? Obviously, you'd like it heading into the camp, but when, when do generally you like to be ready with that starting quarterback? When it's obvious, uh, like... I think we knew before the midway point of fall camp that Toddy was going to be the quarterback last year, but we never announced it. Sure. We announced it 40 minutes before kickoff of the opener. Like, why announce it? Uh, yeah, but the team knew. Whether we find out. Yeah. And, and hopefully the team will know here, right. too. Right. And, there's not, and when they know, there's not a decision to be made. I don't want to have to make a decision. I, I want the decision to be made on the field, and everybody knows. Right? Right. Hopefully we get to that point. We're talking to Kurt Signetti, head coach of the JMU Dukes. So are you a classic rock and roll fan? As you said, you're not sneaking up on anybody. So uh, we're going all who. Uh, the Sun Belt is not getting fooled again. Uh, instead of being picked sixth, you were picked first. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> that you like the who? Good group. Uh, all right, so does it matter that you said it doesn't matter that you were picked first? But, I mean, there's got to be a little, a little shoulders back that, you know, we went from sixth. We did win the division, and you guys are picked to repeat. Well, we're used to being picked first, and people didn't know who we were last year. But I don't know who we are this year. And those things, we had a nice spring, a nice summer. we got to have a great camp. And then we're going to have to overcome some obstacles, handle success, handle failure, uh, be able to play a full football game, uh, put all three phases together, develop players. Some players are going to need to step up, uh, develop roles, get guys to accept roles. Those are all the challenges of football. And our schedule is significantly tougher this year than last year. We got 12 games. Last year we had 11. Last year we had two off weeks that helped us. This year we got one. We go on the road, games two, three, and four, at Virginia, at Troy, at Utah State, and come home to South Alabama. That's that's a challenge, but we'll handle that one one minute, one hour, one day at a time. Uh, that's a little bit of a gauntlet. All right, Dave Schultz back on a 
Wednesday afternoon sports chat with the head coach of the JMU Dukes, Kurt Asignetti. All right, where do you think you have to get better this year compared to last year? Well, I don't look at it like that. I look at what do we have to do to be the best we can be on a daily basis? What do we have to do today, tomorrow, and then the next day, right? I guess you could go back, uh, if you like history, and say they had some bad plays on special teams. They gave up some explosive plays to Georgia Southern and some other teams also. They turned the ball over too much on offense. I think all those would be fair and have to be improved upon. All right, you said one of the things that coaches always say, you got to play a full 60 minutes. I find that to be difficult because the other team is trying to play a full 60 minutes. It's, it's not golf. It's not swimming. There is a defense. Someone is trying to stop you from playing that. How do you go about, when you say trying to play a full, a full game, but the other team's trying to stop you, how do you go about trying to do that? Yeah, well, you know, we're not result-oriented. We're more uh, process-oriented. So we, we try to play one play at a time, six seconds of play. Every play's got a life and a history of its own. Play fast, physical, relentless, do your job. On to the next play, regardless of whether there was success or failure. Don't be affected by success and don't be affected by failure. If you can buy into that sort of compartmentalization and be in the here and now and doing your job, 11 guys doing their job is not addition, it's multiplication. Then at the end of the game, when the chips are down, you're not looking at the scoreboard, you're just doing your thing. And how long does it take a, a quarterback or, you know, you say quarterbacks have to have short memories, they have a bad player. A cornerback also has to have a short memory. How long does it take guys to buy into that philosophy? Well, that's my job to get them to buy in, uh, whether they can buy in or not or how well I do. And some guys learn it quicker than others. And uh, I would say some guys are uh, not affected by success or failure very much. And then some guys are affected a whole heck of a lot. And the more mature you are, the less you're affected. And how do you treat the one? How do you treat the guys differently when that's the case? Hopefully he's not on the trip or he's on the pine. <laughs> Kurt Signetti, Jam, you do. He is not afraid uh, to be straightforward uh, and direct, and we appreciate that uh, for him. All right, what did you find out about the Sun Belt uh, that you did not know about at this time last year? It's a great league. It's got a great future, top to bottom. Anybody can win uh, on any given day. You look at the East, you can make a strong case for at least five, six teams to win a championship. Uh, and I think it, uh, it's only going to get better and better. It doesn't seem in, in years past, there was always a couple of games that you could mark off. That's going to be a win. You really can't do that now. And, and the two teams that maybe you can do it with have these incoming, you know, potentially uh, explosive offenses that I would think would, you know, make any head coach nervous. Yeah, I mean, you got to play. You got to prepare well and you got to play well. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, being able to win a line of scrimmage really helps because it's a game you do play with your pads on. It's hard to out trick everybody or be so fancy and win over the long haul, put too much pressure on your quarterback. Uh, so the ability to win a line of scrimmage on offense and defense, those teams are going to be successful. Uh, we're talking with Kurt Signetti on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat, the head coach of the JMU Dukes. Is there any time in the game where you're thinking we got this or we're a little bit in trouble, we have to adjust? Maybe. How, how long does that take you to, to get the feel of the game? Well, I think play in, play out, the circumstances of the game change, and you're always just trying to stay on top of situations so you can make good decisions, whether to go for it on fourth down or punt or, you know, so on and so forth. There's probably points in the game when you win decidedly that you realize you, you got this game. And then you're deciding whether to keep playing or whether to, you know, eat that clock. And uh, then there's times when things aren't going so well and uh, you're just making sure there's no panic 
or frustration anywhere with your staff first and players second so that you can get back on track. A lot of times uh, fans and media and, and maybe players, you know, we see the end of the game and that's the end result of, of, you know, this play was made, that play wasn't made, the call was made. But a lot of times these games are decided in the second and third quarter instead of going up two scores, instead of falling behind two scores. If you get a stop, if you get the turnover, it, you know, those are the times the game is decided. Although at the end, everybody remembers that because that's when the game was over. How do, how do you play well around with that? I really have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I mean, if you have, if you it's have a one play that leads to the next play, which leads to a set of circumstances, right? Um, momentum is a big factor uh, in games, and but like, I think what you're saying, I, I actually, well, let's give I it. Actually, do know okay. what you're saying. All right, well, I appreciate the hard time. Is uh, you know, there, there are probably six plays in a game that are uh, very pivotal in the outcome of the sure. game, and uh, and not necessarily at the end. Correct. That's right. And there's no doubt about it. And so first, before you win the game, you got to make sure you don't lose the game. So you can't turn the ball over, make big-time special teams mistakes. Then to win the game, uh, you know, winning a line of scrimmage, which I mentioned, but then those explosive plays those skill guys make are really important. Uh, and then you got to be good in situations. Red area, third down, end of the half, end of the game, et cetera. All right, let's wrap it up with Kurt Segnetti, head coach of the JMU Dukes. Again, for whatever ridiculous reason, and maybe you can explain to me why uh, JMU cannot go bowling. You can't win the conference, even though you've been picked for it. Is there an explanation on why that's the case? What is that rule? Who decided the rule? I don't understand the rule. Well, I was kind of asked to soft shoe this one, so. Uh. <laughs> well, soft shoe it, whatever you were told. You know, this is a rule that went into effect a long time ago when you had the one AA teams moving up. And what they would do is they would schedule half one AA teams and half FBS teams, and they would get the 85 scholarships over a two-year period. Well, we were the first team to ever go right to 85 and play a full FBS schedule. We were optimistic that if we filed a waiver that it would win and we would be eligible for those things this year. However, we did not win and went the other way. Now, whether the NCAA had their hands full with a number of other uh, topics, right? To, See, that's soft-shoeing it right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was part of it, and, uh, but we'll be okay. And so what keeps the, I mean, it, I guess the division title is what keeps you and, and the guys motivated. Right. There, we still can win every game. We still can win more games than any team in the Sun Belt. And we can still win more games than any team in the Sun Belt East. And, and then you guys can be set up, raring to go, in 2024 when the playoff teams are expanded to 12. Correct. <laughs> Big smile from Kurt Signetti, head coach of the JMU Dukes. Always great uh, to uh, visit with him. Best of luck, Coach. Thanks for stopping by on a Wednesday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat. Thanks, man. All right, obviously the coach giving me a hard time. Just, you know, a lot of times games are not decided at the end, although it appears that way, right? You can go up by two scores. You can uh, get a stop or not get a stop in the second quarter. And like he said, that leads to the next play that leads to the next play. You know, you can be, uh, you know, 17 to three or, you know, have a holding penalty and a touchdown called back and you miss a field goal. So things like that. All right, we have lines from Circus Sports. Week zero and week one lines are out. We will go over them next. At the bottom of the hour, Brennan Tobin from BetQL will talk a little UFC 291. Our guy Dustin Poirier is fighting. Go on, go And so we will talk to him about 291. I'll go over the lines that Circa put out on Twitter. 
when we come back. I, I, I need to do more research, and maybe somebody out there can help me on which teams we like. Because I don't like necessarily betting on well-known teams. Put it that way. All right. Top 25 teams. All right. Back after this. Dave Schultz. No Linden tonight. We're surviving. The part of Friday afternoon sports chat on 1033. Let's go. Except for stomachs. Otherwise, there's no way we could swallow some of these takes. Hey, goat! What's going on out there? 103.3 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. The following businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Athletics on 103.3 The Goat, 1420 AM, and News Talk 96.5 KPL. Fisher Early Childhood Development Center. M&D Industries. Ernie Insurance. And Roy Motors. Support these businesses that support Raging Cajun Broadcast and bring all the action into your homes, cars, smart speakers, or wherever you work all season long. If your business would like to join the winning team and support the broadcast of UL Athletics by becoming a UL Broadcast Booster, contact Pam Begno by calling 337-233-6000. Now. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do. So great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Welcome back to Total Wine. Hey, Ruthie, I need help filling the ultimate beach cooler. Well, we have the most hard seltzers and amazing canned cocktails anywhere and at the lowest prices in town. Always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, be 21. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger, some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 
200 food banks strong. Every second counts in a poison emergency. That's why Poison Help is standing by 24-7 to provide free assistance in over 100 languages. Save Poison Help as a contact in your phone today. Poison Help. 1-800-222-1222. Mess with the goat. <laughs> You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because <laughs> that's what goats do. 103.3. The Goat. On a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat, 103.3 The Goat, less than 40 minutes until the weekend. And we got some lines for the first weeks of college football. I am not one to necessarily bet on, you know, LSU, Florida State. I've done that a couple of years now. I bet on LSU, UCLA. I bet on LSU, Florida State. I've lost them both. I don't like coin flips and i think honestly i think lsu can beat florida state but i think that's a coin flip but some of these teams last year i mean my goodness tulane 12 and 2 against the spread oregon state 11 and 2 against the spread troy 11 and 3 against the spread southern miss 10 and 3 against the spread tennessee 10 and 3 against the spread let's see where you know georgia was doesn't look like Georgia was covering. LSU was 8-6 and six against the spread. Do I not see Georgia? Michigan was 8-5-1. and one. I don't see Alabama either. See, just because they're really good doesn't mean they necessarily cover the spread. Uh, the Cajun 7-6 and six last year. My Orange 7-6 and six last year. Georgia was 8-7. and seven. It appears Alabama was... Under 500 covering the spread or 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. So just, you know, because they have those big lines and sometimes they don't cover. So let's look at some of these ball games. Obviously, local interest uh, as well. Let's see, LSU is a two-point favorite. Basically, well, not basically. They are on the road. It's a neutral site game, but it's a lot closer to Tallahassee than it is Baton Rouge. The... I don't know if I the Cajuns are not listed because it's Northwestern State. That may you may be able to find that on an app somewhere closer to the game. Uh, Tulane is a seven point favorite over South Alabama. I think that is. I think that is high. I also think there's really good value in the South Alabama being a little bit of a homer. I get it, which may not work for me here in Lafayette, but. 
Tulane's like a minus 250 to win the game. South Alabama is plus 215. South Alabama very could well win that football game. All right, so I need like a, an under-the-radar team, if you will. I mean, you got these big lines out there. USC is 38-point spread over Nevada. A&M is 38 points over New Mexico. Auburn, even Auburn, is a 40-point spread over UMass. My goodness. Uh, one of the other bigger ballgames, there's a couple big ball games, right? We talked about LSU, Florida State. You got Carolina. The Carolinas playing each other in Charlotte, North Carolina. A three-point favorite in Charlotte against South Carolina. Yeah, Florida going on the road. They beat Utah last year, but now the Gators are an eight-point favorite. I'm sorry. The Gators are an eight-point underdog on the road. How about Vanderbilt? When was the last time Vanderbilt was almost a three-touchdown favorite? Vanderbilt is minus 18 at home against Hawaii. Minus 18 at home against Hawaii. UConn is a 16-point home underdog, it appears, against NC State. I don't know a whole lot about UConn coming into this season, but they ended up being better than a lot of people thought last year. NC State's breaking in a new quarterback. That may be a lot of points for the Wolfpack. USC is a 30-point favorite over San Jose State. La Tech, a 9-point favorite over FIU. I guess even, how about this one? UMass actually is playing a ball game before they play Auburn. So they're a 7-point underdog against New Mexico State. And Hawaii has a ball game before they take on, or maybe that's after. That's after Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilt is first, then they play Stanford. And that's at home. They're a nine-point uh, underdog at home. Michigan, 35-point favorite at home against East Carolina. Hmm. Oklahoma, 34-point favorite against Arkansas State. Or like a Temple. Is that like a good bet? Like Temple's minus 11 against Akron. Because some of these teams, you know, and some of these conferences are really good, and then others are really bad. Kentucky, a 26-point favorite against Ball State. We will have Bruce Marshall on from Vegas Insiders, hopefully throughout the season, to help us gauge where we should be uh, putting our money and our bets towards. I used to wait. These things used to come out like Tuesday morning in the USA Today. Now they come out Sunday night. Right now, we don't have to wait at all for these lines. So it'll be interesting to see if these changes, I mean, I need to screen... uh, Take a picture of the screen here to see if the lines change moving forward. Buffalo coming down here to take on the Cajuns. They're a 24-point underdog against Wisconsin. All right, and here's the one. Iowa is 24-point favorites against Utah State. First of all, Iowa can't score 24 points. (laughs) And let's see if we can find what Iowa was last year. See how many times Iowa covered let me see here. Show Big Ten. Let's see Iowa. Iowa was eight and five against the spread. Michigan State three and six and three against the spread. No. So anything above like you know fifty five percent is good if you stick with one team. But obviously, you know seventy five to eighty percent would be better. But you know, anything over fifty five. Is pretty good. Again, Hawaii, we were talking about that. They're huge underdogs early on, 9-4 and four against the spread. 
Connecticut, they were an embarrassment of college football, even beginning of last season, and they ended up in a bowl game. Jim Moore Jr.'s got them playing well, 9-4. and four. You know who you want to watch out for? Duke. And they have an early... They have an early season matchup with Clemson. And they got, that's a couple of good young quarterbacks. And obviously Duke is supposed to be the much, or Clemson's a much better team. But Duke's got him at home, I think. Uh, and Duke is a 13-point underdog. That may be, watch out for my guy Riley Leonard for the, uh, the Duke Blue Devils taking on, was it uh, Corey Klubinick? For, from Clemson, that could be an interesting ball game, but that's usually not one that I would bet. I just, you know, I kind of like like A and M against New Mexico. I kind of like the ones that are bigger lines. And then, you know, do you, uh, you know, can you find somebody like UCF is a thirty-four point favorite over Kent State? Gus Malzahn and company is is Kent State really that bad? Maybe they are. All right, let's take a timeout. We're a little bit behind. We will bring on Brendan Tobin from BetQL. Got a show out, Tapped Out. Also a host on WQAM in Miami. I've had two guys from QAM here the last couple of weeks. We'll talk UFC 291 as our guy, Dustin Poirier, is fighting. Back after this, Dave Schultz. Solo. Somehow we survived. On 103.3, the go. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 103.3, the goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. Select quote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-885-5959. That's 1-800-885-5959. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-885-5959. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. 
Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. Looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount, too. Incredible. That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. <laughs> if it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 103.3 The Goat. Dave Schultz going solo today. Lyndon in Austin. Somehow we survived. All right. A few more uh, segments here on a Fired Up Friday afternoon sports chat. Our guy Dustin Poirier is fighting in uh, UFC 291. We bring in Brendan Tobin from uh, Tapped Out on BetQL. Also a host, um, I guess, middays at... uh, on WQAM, my former home. That's Brent and I have gotten two guys from WQAM on in two weeks. I had not seen Zach Krantz, I'm going to guess, in about a decade when I ran into him at the SEC Media Days. Uh, yeah, Zach's a hustling man at these coaches' media day. He's, uh, he is. He's traveling uh, all over the place right now. And Mr. Big Ten, I guess. He's out there in Big Ten country. Uh, yep. All right, your thoughts on, on UFC uh, 291. I really thought that Dustin Poirier was going to hang it up a while ago, but he keeps on coming back, keeps on fighting, uh, and I guess he's looking for one more go-around at a championship fight. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think this is probably, I would say, his last crack at it just because he is in so many wars. I mean, he's great at them. He doesn't lose a lot. Uh, you know, you only he only have a, a couple of losses than they were for the Undisputed Championship, and it's really the last thing that is on his resume that he has to get done. Uh, and this matchup's incredible. You know, him versus Justin Gaethje, these guys met a few years back. And, you know, as Dustin typically does when these are these crazy bang-out fights that, you know, takes for who can be more violent in a sport of just the craziest of people, he somehow just weathers the storm better than anybody. And so, you know, he was able to finish Justin Gaethje in four rounds years ago when he just got into the UFC. Uh, Justin did. And, uh, you know, Dustin, I think this one, you know, he probably goes in. He's the slight favorite going into this one. I think that's about right. Um, it's just a matter of, as you know, Justin Gaethje caught up with him at all since they last met. 
so I'm no expert when it comes to UFC. I arrived in Lafayette um, just as not just as uh, Dustin was kind of moving on up, and he was fighting. Uh, kind of the shooting star and took it on the chin literally from Conor McGregor and it took him a little while to get going but as, as someone from the untrained eye like you said not only does he take it well but it just feels like his jab is so fast and so successful and that's how you know come the second and third and fourth rounds he's able to to really tire out his opponents because that that's what I see his jab is really effective am I wrong on that no, I mean, he's, he's really, it's funny for a guy who's in a lot of bloody fights, he, he really does have a method to his madness. He is really uh, precise. I think he's arguably, you know, the best just pure boxer mm. in mixed martial arts. And uh, a lot of that credit goes to him. A lot of that credit goes to the relationship he's had for a long time with Daya Davis, who uh, is the owner of the Boca, Boca Boxing District uh, here in South Florida. Those guys have had a long, you know, tenure together. They've been through the ups, they've been through the downs, but... You know, I was talking to Daya uh, in the lead up to this fight, and he just says, you know, we have just a cover. We break this thing all down to a science. I think the only thing they really um, are wondering going into this is it is in Salt Lake City, which is, is uh, an altitude arena. Sure. So Dustin did uh, go there early, and he was doing some methodical, like, training in the altitude because I don't know, Dave, like, down here in South Florida, it's like a it's, – it's so soupy. I don't know what it's like there with you right now. Right. But you know, it's like training under the sea. So you do have to uh, you do have to adjust that. Even though Dustin's never been a guy with cardio issues, um, you never even you know the best that's caught up with him. So I do like the fact that he's he's taking extra steps into this fight because he knows there is a lot on the line. If he does win this fight, he's very likely going to fight for a championship probably early next year. Um, so th there's a lot on the line for Dustin in this one. Yeah, it is awfully uh, humid here, uh, but that happens to all these uh, athletes, right? You go, all the NBA guys, you know, whether they're going into Salt Lake or they're going into Denver, that's always an issue to get used to it in the first quarter. I was, when I was hearing about the NBA guys, I think it was Jay Williams saying it, you just, you lose energy quickly. You get tired fast and then you have to rebound. You get a second win, but if you're not used to it, it catches you quickly. And obviously, Dustin, from Lafayette, training in South Florida, that could be a little bit of an issue, at least to start with. Yeah, and I think that I don't know if it's going to be an issue because, like, again, he's never been a guy where cardio or gas tank has been an issue. But uh, Justin trains in Denver, so you know okay. that's just something he's used to going into it. All right. Uh, but I, I, listen, I, I, these are just, you know, you're splitting hairs. I think, you know, one of the things you do in the fight game is, you know, you're you're looking for any of the little edges, and because these guys, I think, are very very close, um, it's it's one of those things. You're just like, well, will it be a thing? You, maybe it will, maybe it won't. You don't know. But I think ultimately, skill is the biggest thing, and I and I do think that Dustin does have a little bit more in his bag of tricks than Justin Gaethje does. You know, his jujitsu is uh, is is uh, pretty spot on. You saw yesterday his last fight against Michael Chandler, where. They had a big back and forth. You know, Dustin kind of outslugged them. Then it was a wrestling game. Then Dustin brought out the jujitsu in round three to finish things up. So he's a very well-rounded fighter where Justin, though, he has a good wrestling background. We never see it. He's basically, there's two things you got to look out for. You got to look out for his, uh, his kicks to the leg, which he always uses to try and debilitate his opponent. He even did it against the, uh, against Poirier the last time around. And when Poirier is just such a monster, he can get through it. And, uh, and then, you know, he's just got very, very heavy hands and he tries to really just break his opponents. But this is, uh, one of the guys where he's actually met his match over his career of guys mm. who, uh, outslug him. There's only really one guy because, you know, Khabib is, you know, the best he's beaten both of these guys. 
That's why, you know, he hung up undefeated and he's maybe one of the best to ever do it. But as far as just like straight up toe to toe brawls, Justin Gaethje does not lose a lot of these. And the only guy who's really gotten the best of him in a war like that has been Dustin Poirier. Talking to Brendan Tobin, host of Tapped Out on BetQL, also co-host of Tobin and Leroy on uh, WQAM. Uh, I'm still thinking it should be 560 The Joe for Joe Rose. We, we're not going with that? No? Listen, I'm, I, I, we still have the sign up. Crazy enough, the Joe sign is still up in the studio. Nice. We've not gotten to do it. The door got replaced, but Joe uh, Joe does still have that, that last trophy of it. Outstanding. Well, Zach wanted 560 the Zach or 560 the Krantz, but that didn't go over well, uh, apparently. All right, so let's play along. Let's say Dustin does, uh, you know, win the fight. Who would, who would he fight for that championship? Who holds it now, or what would they line up to be? So he would be fighting likely the winner of Islam Makachev, who has the belt currently against Charles Oliveira. They're going to square off. I believe in October. Um, and, you know, one of the things you always got to worry about these are, is there a rematch that would happen down the line? Now, these guys have fought before. So if Charles Oliveira were to win, then they'd likely fight a trilogy because then you need the rubber match. So maybe Dustin has to, you know, either wait, maybe he'll wait it out. Maybe he sees if one guy is injured. I don't know. If Islam Akachev wins, then I think, yeah, the logical thing is Dustin will probably fight him if I had to guess February, March, uh, something like that of 2024, that's probably when they would line up to, uh, to do the fight again, which would be an interesting one because, you know, Dustin's one of his cracks at the other street title was against Khabib, who is kind of the, uh, the mentor, the big brother to Islam before he retired and Islam kind of took the throne. So the Dagestanis, uh, of Russia, they've kind of had a hold on this, uh, this belt for a while outside of a, small era there of Charles Oliveira having the belt who also got the best of Dustin. So he's got to be licking his chops of the idea of, you know, he gets past this, he gets a chance to either avenge uh, the loss to Oliveira. If there's not a trilogy fight or, uh, you know, get back and, and try and uh, do, get as close to beating Khabib as beating Khabib would be, which is to beat his kind of protege. All right, let's take advantage of Brendan Tobin doing his uh, South Florida thing. Uh, was there more news today, or was it the same old, same old on Dame Lillard being traded to the Heat? You know, it was actually crazy enough. I just had seen on Twitter uh, that the NBA had sent, like, a memo to 30 teams that they had uh, invest. They had uh, done an investigation on Damian Lillard's agent because he had said he only wanted to come to the Miami Heat. Mm. Uh, they had talked to Damian Lillard. They had talked to his agent, Aaron Goodwin, who was on the record saying that, look, Damian's preferred destination is Miami. But I, you know, I've, I have not seen, and I, you know, maybe I'm biased on this because I, you know, I, I do root for the heat. I do love the heat, but I've never seen an outrage over a guy having a preferred destination like this. I guess not having the ruse of like a list of teams is getting some people uh, upset about it. But like, you know, the, he went through this last year a little bit with Kevin Durant where, like, the Suns were always the favorite team were, like, listed, but, like, I think it was just kind of a courtesy list. They weren't really ever in the game. It was always going to be Kevin Durant wanted to go to the Suns. We saw his Vanity Davis. He only wanted to go to the Lakers. You guys know about that down in uh, Louisiana. Sure. Um, it was known. I want to go to the Lakers. I want to go to the Lakers. So now it's weird that all of a sudden uh, we're seeing this thing with Dame, who is for – as a pristine an NBA reputation as anybody in the league has had his entire career. And, you know, he's just honest about what he wants. And all of a sudden it's a, it's a huge problem. And I think the thing that's funny about it is 
between fit and assets that he can end up offering up, it's really not like they're going to fleece the uh, the Portland Trailblazers on this deal. They are going to end, you know, the Heat are willing to give up a lot of picks for him and some good young players. Uh, the sticking point seems to be with everybody, Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, this, you know, but whether they're going to keep him or they're not going to keep him, like the Heat could either flip him for a pick that the Blazers would like, or they could have Tyler Hero, who is a really good young player, and especially – you see these monster salaries all over the place, Dave. Like, you know, Tyler Hero is almost making like peanuts compared to what some of the other guys are making in this league now. Um, just kind of been in a holding pattern, you know. It's right. been going on three weeks now, and uh, I, I think, you know, eventually he will end up here. But it is weird, all of the other stuff around it. Like, you know, the outrage from teams, the, the, the you know, the, the, the posturing by... Portland and the whole deal of it. So it has been, uh, it has had more drama than I, I, I think the Heat maybe anticipated when they, uh, they were brought up in all this. All right. One more question. What, uh, what are the expectations for the Dolphins? Cause there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks, uh, really good ones that do not make the playoffs in the AFC. Where are we with the Dolphins? Oh, they're sky high. Like make no mistake. I mean, South Florida sports has been riding on a bit of a high right now. Uh, nobody's gotten over the edge to be in a, in a championship, but man, like, you know, Panthers in the Stanley cup, heat in the finals, the Marlins have actually been playing pretty decent. You had two teams in the final four. Um, but you know, as you know, they being down here, like the legacy team is the dolphins, the team that has like the most fans, the most passed down from generation to generation is the dolphins. And, you know, they made the playoffs last year. They had, you know, added, stars with Jalen Ramsey who did go down and then might not be back now until uh, November, December. So that was a bit of a blow yesterday, but with Ramsey, without Ramsey, the fan base's expectations are high. I mean, I think at the bare minimum, they are, you have to win your first playoff game in 23 years. Mm. You know, it's been too long since Lamar Smith, but you know, I think it's not even unfair to say, Hey, this is a team that has been invested a lot. And I'm sure. Yes, I agree. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that have, Huge expectations, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't. And the Dolphins uh, had that around that facility that, you know, Tua's talking Super Bowl. McDaniel is is talking about this team and, and what the specialty could do. So I really think that it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility to say, hey, you have to guys at least get to the conference championship to make all these big moves worth it. But I'd say at the bare minimum, they win a playoff game. You know, unless I guess they they end up against Patrick Mahomes and are like in a right. showdown shootout. And was, but I think just like honestly, if you told me just Team X, yeah, the Dolphins I think have to win their first playoff game in in, in nearly quarter of a century. Yeah, I mean, Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars, Chiefs, Chargers. Someone's not making the playoffs out of that group right there. I think that was eighteen. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. It is a gauntlet. And we're seeing like, you know, Joe Burrow goes down for several weeks of the cap train. Like that could sink the Bengals if he Absolutely. misses a month. Yeah. Like, you know, it's 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 such a hard, hard gauntlet this AFC, but listen, fans don't want to hear it. If it's hard, if it's not hard, like they want <laughs> you know, they, they, right. they see all the big deals, they don't care. They want to see their team do things and uh and certainly with everybody else here having a lot of success in town. They definitely want to see that with their Dolphins. All right, so give me a pick. Let's wrap it up here with Brendan Tobin. Does Poirier pull this off? And you're talking to people in Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I am a, I'm a Poirier. Like I, he's like our adopted guy down here, too, because he trains at Coconut Creek and has for a long time. So we love Dustin Poirier in South Florida. 
Uh, really classy dude too. I mean, just uh, just A plus all around. And I, I happen to think he's you know just an, an awesome fighter, Dave. So yeah, I I picked him on tapped out. Okay. Um, you know, in our preview this week, I, I I picked him to win in round three. I think he'll finish the job even earlier than he did last time around. I think that he is. Uh, I think he knows that he like he's got almost a veteran savvy to him that he wants to get these fights done even faster because he doesn't get paid for overtime. And as you said, he's been in a lot of wars and. Who knows how many more he's got in him, but I think he knows that the the gold is very close, and this would be a huge one for him to get. Uh, he co-hosts uh, Middays on uh, 560 WQAM. He's Brendan Tobin. He hosts uh, on BetQL Tapped Out, and we were talking UFC 291. Really appreciate your time, Brendan. Thank you so much. Anytime, man. All right. We will hold him to that. <laughs> anytime you say anytime. We will hold him uh, to that. All right. Uh, well, we made it. I, you know what? I just jinxed it. I just jinxed it. I got one more set block, and then we're good to go. All right. Uh, six guests tend to help out with that. Uh, all right. We put a bow on it. When we come back, Dave Schultz survives barely without Lindenberg. Back after this. One, two, three to go. Here's another tip from Terrio Family Dental. Brushing and flossing after each meal to maintain your lovely smile is one of the easiest ways to improve your dental health. Brushing and flossing allow you to get rid of food and plaque that accumulates between teeth and gums. Brush your teeth and tongue for at least two minutes with a soft bristle toothbrush and fluoride toothpaste. And follow with some floss and see your dentist at least twice a year. For more tips and advice from Terrio Family Dental, log on to this Town Square Media Radio Station's website. The caring and friendly staff at Terrio Dental understands that going to the dentist for many people is no walk in the park and can be downright scary. That's the reason Terrio Dental offers sedation dentistry. Medication can be given prior to reduce anxiety and they can provide nitrous oxide during the procedure. You can trust Terrio Dental to take the fear away and help you maintain a healthy and beautiful smile. See them at 121 Rulu the 14th off Collie Saloon or their new location, 329 Iberia Street, Youngsville, or visit LafayetteLADentist.com. Deodorant you use on your butt? You heard that right. I'm Dr. Shannon Klingman, founder of Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's time to summer-proof your body odor. Lumi's formula works everywhere. Pits, under boobs, and yep, butts too. All those places that naturally tend to get a little bit stinky when the weather gets hot. Lumi's clinically proven to control odor for 72 hours. That's three whole days of fresh, fun, in the sun. As an OBGYN, I met thousands of women looking for a better way to control odor below the belt. So I created Lumi, a pH-optimized aluminum-free deodorant that actually works, with over 150,000 five-star reviews to prove it. Ready for your freshest summer ever? Head to LumiDeodorant.com to get started. There's a special offer for listeners. Use code 23 and get an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack that comes with a free product of your choice and ships free with code 23. L-U-M-E deodorant.com code 23 for an extra $5 off a Lumi starter pack. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com code 23. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of nonstop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. 
Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down an accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan's putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable, dominating. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Schultz on a part of Friday afternoon sports chat. Quite the show. Uh, I didn't see anything on Twitter, although we had a bunch of guests, that there's been any movement per se when it comes to uh, conference realignment. Not yet. Anyway, uh, let's see. We Let's go to Pete Thamel. He would be the one doing it. Uh, he was the one who reported it, so not uh, yet. Uh, Heather Dinich is reporting Big 12 is looking to add one more to get to 14. So we shall see. That's that's where we are. It appears the holdup is Arizona. Maybe they want Arizona State, so then they need, uh, instead of getting uh, to uh, 14, they need to get to 16 uh, per se. And do they, you know, do they go get a Memphis? Uh, do they take a group of five school? Or do they, you know, do they take Oregon? Who knows what the case is? Uh, on Lockdown Sunbelt, you know, suggested, you know, different places that could go. And it's interesting, you know, some people commenting don't want, you know, Western Kentucky been there, done that. Same people, you know, same thing around here in, in Louisiana don't want anything to do with La Tech. And I think that would be, a good fit. Now, some of these schools are in conferences that have more money than the Sun Belt, but you know what happens if the Big Twelve takes some of them, and you're left hanging with lesser of a conference. So who knows? But I presume we will get some more news maybe during the week or weekend next week. Maybe I don't think we're going to be waiting a long time to find out who is the 14th team that is going to go to the uh, Big Twelve. And, you know, the, 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 Pac, the Pac-12 is barely hanging on, right? It, they, will, uh, they will show, they will give business classes on how to ruin a conference. And uh, it has been pathetic from, from the, the TV deal to not taking the, the, the teams from the Big 12. And it has not gotten better. Whereas Brett Yormark, former, was he in Nets? Boss in the Big 12 looks really good right now. He's waiting on one more, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get him. So, 
Uh, we'll see. I, I'm not sure it's going to have any repercussions on the Sun Belt. We'll certainly keep an eye out. I'm sure Keith Gill is. He went from we're being okay on Tuesday at 10 to the news of Colorado going to the Big 12 uh, Wednesday at 4, and we're just hit Friday, and we're already talking about a 14th team joining the Big 12. So we shall see how it goes. Also, Saturday down south, our guy uh, Connor O'Gara suggesting Florida State wants out of the ACC. So where are they going to go? I do not know. All right, we had a tremendous show today. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Lacey Prejean, former Cajuns softball coach, now with Northwestern State. Lisa Horn, uh, Pigskin Grind, talking Pac-12. Ross Jackson, locked on a Saints. Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch, previewing the Marshall Thundering Herd. Kurt Signetti, head coach of uh, JMU. Uh, and Brendan Tobin from uh, WQM and BetQL. Plus, Tim Haggerty, and his book, Tales from the Dugout. Please, everybody, have a safe and fun weekend. Lyndon expected back on Monday, and so will I for another edition of Sports Chat. Have a great weekend, everybody. Keep it tuned in to 1033 The Goat. Martinis 2023, Lafayette's absolute best martini competition and teeny tour to benefit Healing House, Hope for Grieving Children, is in full swing. This year, enjoy signature martinis at eight local restaurants through August 15th. Enjoy a different restaurant's martini for $2 with the purchase of an entree on their featured Teeny Tuesday menu. Participating restaurants include Bonton Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fizos, Mercy Kitchen, Chops Mid-City Smokehouse, Tsunami, Vestal, and Walk-Ons. Purchase a Martini's a la Maison package and receive two hand-painted martini glasses, a signed print by this year's glass artist Candice Greer, and access to exciting online silent auction items. Visit healing-house.org for more information. Join us this Tuesday at Walk-Ons to try their absolute, very out-of-this-world martini. Martinis 2023, presented by Town Square Media, Moss Motors, Bourbon Royalty Candle Company, Advanced Piping, Linear Controls, Leading Home Care, and Delone Funeral Home. Hey, it's me, Ruthie, from Total Wine & More. Our new lower prices on hundreds of wines are here to stay. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the LHSAA, are the 110,000 high school sports students in Louisiana. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. 
Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated, and it can last a lifetime. Up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental disorder that requires a comprehensive approach to treatment. Learn more at moretoadhd.com. This message brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. 103.3 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette.